When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello and welcome to the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast on a monumental night where Scotland make their way seeded to the playoffs for the 2022 World Cup. And on this occasion, I am joined by a man making his international debut. It's Chris Finn. Hello. Hello. And a man who's a long in the tooth and he's been playing international football and getting his 50th cap, it's Thomas Watt. Thanks very much. Showing up Hello. to the fence despite the knees giving way. <laughs> and wow, what what a night. I mean, that was just fucking so good. Chris, is that the best you can remember as a performance? It's it's certainly the best I can remember from from the, the the little bit of reaction that I've gauged online since the final whistle. The only other game that's coming up is against uh, Ukraine in two thousand seven, but I mean that's what we touched nearly fifteen years ago. I can't really remember that game off the top of my head. So that I mean, as far as I'm concerned, it's probably the best I've ever seen Scotland play against that level of op- opposition for that long. It was just incredible. Yeah, I mean, Tom, it's not just. It wasn't like when we beat France at Hamden mm. or when we went to France and, and won there. That was There was so much more to that performance. It was every facet of a performance you could possibly want. And two very different, brilliant performances in, in each half. In the first half, it was like the aggression, the controlled aggression, the movement, the the movement off the ball, the way that we moved the ball around, the the pace, like the the it was like it was the things that Scotland had been doing fairly well in the last five games, but done at twice the speed. And then in the second half, being controlled, being measured, hitting them on the counter attack, um, and digging in when we needed to, and, and you know, like 
there were there were a couple of nervous moments, but it was all it was as much arm's length as you can possibly have against a very very good side. I mean, I I, I think. I was trying to think. I mean, I'm I'm a little older than everybody else, and the only ones that the last time I can remember a Scotland performance like that when we were playing a team who were really, really good, and didn't just play like didn't just sit in, absorb pressure, hit them on the counter, and and kind of smash and grab was the CIS the, in '92, which is a very, very long time ago. <laughs> when it was like you know, like the the football was good. It was confident. And we went toe to toe with a very, very good team, and didn't just play re- reductive football as you wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't have excused it. But we played exceptionally good football to mm. a man. It was brilliant. Chris, who are the who for you are the were the start? I mean, this is really difficult because there wasn't a bad performance on the pitch, but who really stood out for you? Yeah, no, I, th- I think we do have to make sure that we say that there, there wasn't a bad player on the pitch tonight everybody played so well even um, you know like Craig Gordon came up with important saves and catches and his distribution was good when it when it had to be so from Craig Gordon right through to Shea Adams everyone was incredible I think when you're, you're you're talking about players that make games like that happen you can't look past John McGinn he's, he's just a phenomenal player he seems to get better every single time I watch him um, and, and again, and tonight was everything that Scotland do that is good. He is involved in it. I, I totally. I think he almost epitomises this Scotland team. Is like Tom. You you touched on it a, a second ago when you were saying that we, everything that we do, we were able to scrap, battle. We were able to dominate. Uh, we were able to be controlled. So that's like all the facets of, of how you can how you can actually play a match of football. And I think John McGinn sort of epitomizes that more than anyone. He's 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 like a jack of all trade, but a master of them all. Um and and he just like a Swiss army knife for football. I'm just gonna bring out as many cliches I've got here about John McGinn. And he's just he was just phenomenal driving through the middle of the park. I mean, you've got Gilmore in behind him, who who's sort of so tenacious. So like he's got so much ability and he takes the ball in such tight areas, but then you add that tenacious ability. Then you've got John McGinn who's like, like adds a driving force for putting us to the team. And I love the way he plays for this Scotland team. And that attacking midfield role, I find that so exciting. And now when you've added sort of Adams and Dykes to the fold, and we'll talk about Adams tonight, Adams just his hold up play and link up play and how many times he was able to keep the ball even though he was second favourite. When you put all three of them together through the spine of your team, you've 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 got it all. Have you not got it all there? I think that I think and and as well. I mean, I, I've been very critical of him in a Scotland shirt. He's been better in the last year, as as many have. But but Callum McGregor as well. I thought he had an excellent mm, yeah, game. Yeah, was 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 very controlled. Broke up things. Was kind of was very very disciplined. And I think the best performances I've seen from Callum McGregor in the Scotland shirt is when he's been kind of quietly effective I think he was loudly effective and uh, um, loudly effective tonight but I, but I totally agree I think um, McGinn, John McGinn seems to take three steps for every one step a normal footballer takes and you'd think that would <laughs> slow him down it doesn't it just means he's mo- it's easy, it's much it's harder to get the ball off him and he's much much easier to foul because he's, he's like just what legs whirring away and like he seems to have additional angles that he can run at that no one else on the pitch can like completely off balance but still manage to be like somehow upright and 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 keeping the ball going no i I think the 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 
the midfield three kind of the um, five, however you want, were were exceptional. Um, the angles that they found, the way that they kind of patiently kept control of the ball when they had to, and and broke forward when there was an opportunity. It, it was, I mean, it looked. It, it looked like it could only be instinctive, but it doesn't seem like the sort of thing that Scottish teams do instinctively. It, uh, you know, there was always space. There was always, there was a give and go um, and there was a drive about it. That, yeah, just fascinating to watch it. Chris, how do you, how do you view, since let's go for the start of the group to, to now, like, um, were you, because uh, I haven't always been a huge believer in the shape um, it's taken me time to, to come with it. How do you think Clark sort of evolved over 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 the the qualifying campaign? I, I mean, yeah, you can you can see what we've got now is a, is a, a team that's 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 bought into it big time. Um, and you know, you have to say fair play to Clark for sticking with it. I think he's he has made some some slightly odd decisions over the piece. I don't think his team selections for in the Euros were were the right selections. Um, but he's certainly loyal to this this group, um, these players. I mean, you know, Scotland squads can, can uh, elicit all kinds of reactions from, from people. But uh, but he's he's sort of always always kind of he doesn't like to change too much, you know? And I think that shows a faith in these players and, and I mean what you what that leads to and what you're getting from that ultimately is 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 tonight. You know, you've got a team that's very united, and 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 that and that shows that shows on the part you're getting the best version of all of these players who you know you know are good players and they always have been good players. But tonight you're getting the best version of John McGinn, the best version of Cal McGregor, the best version of Quintino. You're getting the best version of them all now, which is which is really testament to Clark, I have to say. Yeah, because he's he's been really brave to to hold the the the, the formation, especially he's he's found a way of getting sort of the best out of Tierney and Robertson. I mean, Robertson is another one who's who's really come into his own. Um, mm. So in this sort of second half of of this campaign, but Tommy, he's like Chris has said, he's been really loyal, and and that's true. But he has shown he's he's been happy to phase out certain players as. But he does it very slowly. People don't just get sort of chucked out. He does it in a slower pace. I think that it's a bit of a cliche that you want your international team to feel like a club side, but he's definitely fostered that kind of thing. Like mm. there, there's not been wholesale changes to the squad. If players have dropped out, they've there's been a pretty good reason why they've dropped out. He's been like nobody's been bombed out after one particularly bad. I mean, there's been times in the last 18 months or so when we've thought, I don't know, not not particularly picking on a bit like Stephen O'Donnell. You know, that's probably the last we'll see of him in a Scotland shirt, not because necessarily he's done anything catastrophically bad, but, you know, Patterson coming in, he, had, he, was, he was perceived as a weak link. He hasn't been. He like he stuck with him. He's been part of this. Like he he's been very disciplined. He's like he he's part of this group, and there are, a, you know, there's probably thirty five players that he's got now that he trusts that if he needs to, you know, it, and and a couple more that have been added to it with the squad with with you know Suter and, and Ralston coming on, um, the the likes of. Um, you know, Brian being called up to the squad as well. It once once he trusts you and he's bought into that, he's 
got this like that there is there's quite a depth of talent yet yes there's still problem areas yes there's you know it would be great if we could find another number nine for somewhere yeah it would be great if we could have a bit more depth at you know on the right hand side but overall he's got them working more than the sum of the he's got the he's got the like seven out of ten players playing as more than the sum of their parts and he's got the handful of world-class players that we've got performing at the level that they do for their clubs and you can't really ask for any more than that like when when this group was drawn we you, you kind of hope that you're in contention but you realistically you know you're kind of hoping for 18 19 points and you see where the see where it falls with everyone else we're finished with 23 points we're the bar, barring i think wales beating belgium by four goals we're going to be the second top of the seeds um I'm not sure if that actually, barring the, the the fact that if we finish in the top half, the, the top six, you, you're obviously at home for the the semi final playoff. I'm not sure if finishing further up has any further benefits or not. But it's that's remarkable. I mean, Denmark are the, they're ranked tenth in the world. They're ranked higher than Germany, and they didn't just come for a kickabout and down tools. Yeah, it's been a remarkable turnaround. It's been a remarkable turnaround in the last few years from you know the absolute shambles it was the end of the McLeish era it can't, can't say any more it's no more credit to, than you can give to Clark than we are now a very very good team that other teams won't want to draw yeah yeah and I think it's actually been a bit of a turnaround just basically this year to be honest I think the the uh, even when we I think we drew against drew against Austria then drew against Israel is that right Yep, yep. That was in, mm-hmm. in, in, I think I was, was that June? That was just before the Euros, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then, and then the Euros after that, which were, uh, all intents and purposes, a little bit underwhelming. Um, so, yeah, to, 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 I think a lot of people kind of were a bit down on our chances after those results against Austria and Israel. And then, you know, to turn it around and, and, and win whatever it is, six on the bounce. Um, is it six on the bounce? Yes, yes, yes. That's a huge turnaround in a very short period of time, really, when it looked like everyone was kind of saying, ah, well, not this time, you know? Yeah, because, I mean, looking back at that, I mean, remembering John McGinn's over a kick, just get that in there against against Austria. Um, Because that's right, because you think, when you look at that group, you're thinking, we're probably going to need to to beat Israel home and away. You were kind of thinking that Mm. Austria, you were thinking you're going to need four points. So that, that home, that home game with Austria was going to be crucial, and it came really early, and it didn't happen. So, well, not being too defeatist, you were thinking, "Oh, it's starting to look unlikely yeah. to, to get to, to get it." So that is that is how we all feel. But one thing I've liked about this campaign is we've been asked a lot of different questions at different times, and we've managed to to come up with the with the answers. Um, so the Austria game, for example, we actually went behind in that and we still managed to come back and get something from it. Israel, we, we came from behind and, and, we, and we managed to get the, the goal when we, we had this little period when we were playing with um, Fraser up front. And so these things have all changed. I mean, we're talking Fraser's probably going to be so phased out now. I think Clark, from from what I've heard, is is absolutely furious about him pulling out of this this squad. Um, 
But then we've come into like Moldova when we went away there. That was a really professional, like good performance with a shit performance against the Faroe Islands. Even that's a tough game though. That's a tough game. Like we just after the high of that Israel game and then you've got that kind of like plastic pitch, like not a great arena to play football. And it's a completely different challenge. A lot of teams have struggled there in the Faroes, you know, and we, like you say, we just managed to just come through it, you know. Well, I think that's a fair point, Chris. Because I speak about this at the time. Uh, we we all we all domestic football fans, and Chris I always talk about the game after winning a derby at Easter Road. Mm. Fans sitting down, it's flat. They're waiting to be entertained um, after you win a derby. You're playing sort of Motherwell at home or St Mirren or, or whoever, yeah. and you're, you're waiting to be entertained. Uh, and there's a sort of like there's a, a puff out, similar to like when Celtic come back from winning like a huge Champions League game. It takes a lot to get going again and, and that's a good example. After the Israel game, that was so emotional and that's another example. We went behind that game twice. Yeah, yeah. Um, for, for us to, to turn that around and, and go on and win, we're starting to see now the belief that will course through the players and the fans when you marry that together now there's not the huffing and puffing if we in the semi-final if, if we do go behind 1-0 yes you'll be worried but you'll you'll clap you'll you'll scream that, that, that you'll know that it's it's possible to make that to make that a reality yeah yeah they've definitely they've definitely got some credit in the bank with the fans now I think that's that's something that is that's something that's changed in the last six months as well the I, I would like to think that, that like you say come March the fans will be behind them like not just at the start of the game not just before the game but during it as well you know um, uh, and I, is that is that a change in the in the sort of culture around this team is it a change in the the fans just you know it's just it's just one of those things it's like everything's they've just got credit in the bank they've got credit in the bank now yeah and trust yeah yeah exactly yeah, the, the club, and, and I mean, and, I mean, as, as football fans, we've got Aberdeen and Hibs fans here, and we've we've been we've been through it all. <laughs> talking with, with talking of no credit in the bank, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, like, we 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 know exactly what that's like, and the momentum that you can get once you, as I said, you marry both the the fans' belief in the stands and the players, you you become like almost like a juggernaut, and like you can sort of push people over the line when it happens. And and Tom, today, what excited me was. We've we've had to make changes quite regularly um, in the last six games, but the shape that's been worked on so well means that whoever's coming in seems to just nip in there, no problem at all. Mm. Yeah, it, 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 it has been really encouraging, and I think that you, it, 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 when you look at line, I mean, Scotland lineup, Scotland squads, it's always like you just switch off Twitter for 20 minutes because it's just <laughs> full of the worst people in the world are very angry about it regardless of what but you know Cooper coming in Suter coming in tonight um, O'Donnell starting after Patterson had done so well the other night were pretty big decisions um, all of them were fantastic all of them had really really good games and we we have this system now we have there there are players that are more irreplaceable in it than others I think but when you consider some like you know a, a, a player who is regularly playing for Manchester United not being available wasn't that long ago that if we'd had a you know a, a Ryan Fraser missing and Dykes missing and uh, James Forrest missing then we would have been really scraping around to try and put something cobbled together mm. something um that 
that looked like a, a, a cohesive attacking unit anyway. Doesn't it's not the case anymore. We've we've got movement, we've got options. Like I say, it would be nice to have a few more. It would be nice to if if someone somewhere, uh, some Scottish number nine from somewhere starts banging in goals this season and finishes with 30 and gives us a, a few more options. But assuming that doesn't happen, I think the most encouraging thing, regardless, aside aside from the actual results and aside from like digging in and the fact that we, you know, the winning the Israel game late, winning the Pharaohs game late, getting the point early on late, the most satisfying thing from this is teams are going to be worried about drawing Scotland. Whoever we draw, like in the first, you know, the, the, the first game when, when we're seeded, we're at home and we'll hopefully get, I don't know, hopefully not one of the, the ones that are just... Macedonia, you know, Finland, I think that's... Like, yeah, Macedonia yeah, or Finland would be ideal rather than, you know, the Dutch dropping into it or anything silly. I don't know exactly what their situation is, but but or, or Turkey or someone like that who we know are, are very, very, are very, very handy. But regardless of who you get in that fixture and regardless of hopefully who you get in a final, we will have players that are better than some of theirs. And we'll, we'll have a system that, regardless of how of where we're playing and when we're playing and who is available, we will cause them problems. Um, it's a really like, I mean, we've said it before, it's a really likeable group of players. There's not, there doesn't seem to be massive egos. They seem to really enjoy playing together and at the moment really enjoy winning together. And that helps fans as well because you you just feel part of something. Um yeah, I'm old enough to remember when we used to qualify for things fairly regularly and it was kind of, Scotland went out, did a professional job, qualified for the World Cup and then we were massively anticlimactic when we got to the World Cup. It's been a generation since we've been at tournaments. The fact that the players are enjoying this every bit as much as the fans are, it 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 it, it does feel kind of once in a generation we're going to enjoy this while we can and who knows what happens next. But the yeah, they're they're a great a great bunch of lads. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, they're such a young team uh, that yeah, I'm getting starting to get a bit excited about where they could go because Clark's done club football um, and he's getting to the age because it's uh, we've spoken about this before. People moan about Clark at different points, and, and I do get, it, but international football is not the easiest place to get the right manager. You you it's a small pool. Young managers want young up and coming managers want to be in club football. Really good club managers want to remain in, in club football, and then so you're you're looking for older managers normally um, of your own nationality most of the time. I know that you can you can go out with to get them, but it's it's, it's a tough call, and you're looking for someone who's done well, but not too well. Who wants to uh, sort of hang around? Because I mean, we've had the issues before. The last time we got close to to qualifying, we we lost um, Walter Smith. Um, who just went back to Rangers, and there's and there's always that issue. But with Clark, he, he's had sort of good times at the top level with, with Chelsea and, and the coaching team there, where he achieved a lot. He's he's coached in the Premiership with West Brom, but that was long enough ago that I don't see anyone that that that, that league's moved on. I don't see people coming back looking for for Steve Clark, and and he and he done a, a brilliant job at Kilmarnock. So I get the feeling that he might want to hang around for a long time. And if he's fostered a good relationship with this group of young players, then that sort of becomes 
um, sort of the timing is, is, is really important about all these things falling into place at once. And I'm hoping with that. And another thing that Clark's done really well uh, is he's, he's worked the transfer market for Scotland. Well, <laughs> we noticed that because if we don't have Dykes and Adams, I mean, we're, we're sitting talking about your Lee Griffiths, um, your was was like the, the the player that we were most hanging our hat on, and and then um, I mean Kevin Nisbet. I know he's not had a great season this season. But he's he's not ready to lead the line for for Scotland, even if he might be in the future. I mean, that's up for for debate. But we were really lacking in that area, Chris. Yes, yes, it yes. is, and I think yeah, you saw um, from Shea Adams tonight that we have we have found someone that that is kind of very good for this for the way that we play. Um, uh, we we've we've spoken about Shea Adams a few times, Tony, me and you. Um, mm-hmm. I would still like, I know this sounds silly because we spoke about this before he scored, but I would still like to see maybe two or three more goals from him. Um, but he did take that one obviously fantastically tonight. Um, and I thought just generally he was, he was really good. Um, he just, he's, he's just good centre forward play. Um, which, yeah, which, which if we, if Clark hadn't, hadn't worked that, that transfer market like he, he did or, or, or got him in, then, then yes, we would be absolutely we'd be worse off for it. Yeah, we just wouldn't be able to, you just can't see us getting anywhere if you take, if we don't have Dykes and Adams. And uh, so like Dykes was sort of running the show there, he scored four goals on the bounce and then um, he's had to miss out there. And Adams, who's always been playing well, don't get it, in that Israel 3-2 game, Dykes got the goal, uh, but Adams' performance was, was was really good as well. Like the way he's able yeah. to use his body is so great. Um, but now with Dykes coming out, we managed to. You had Stuart Armstrong coming in against Moldova, Arm, and then Adams gets the goal as the main man. And then today Christie comes in. I thought Christie was really good, especially in a in a pressing sense, which is one of one of his main attributes that sometimes he doesn't get a lot of cred, deserved credit for. But with Adams today and that lone striker role, it was it's it was near. Perfect. Apart from the key moments you spoke about, Chris. Yeah, yeah. Just, just, just a couple of uh, finishes, a few decisions. There was once where I think we were through, and, and the ball should have gone back to Robertson, and he tried to, he tried to hit it. But I mean, this is nitpicking. The guy's played mm. really well up front, and he scored, he scored a goal to make it two 0 at the end. So, uh, yeah, you can't, you can't really complain. He's very, very good tonight. I Tom, think what, that, what, what, sorry, sorry, sorry. I'll jump straight in. I, I think absolutely fair, fair criticism. Um, also, I think what, but what Adams brings is uh, he brings other people into uh, into things in a way that no other forward mm. we have. I think if those chances fall to Lyndon Dykes, he probably scores them, or he's you know he 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 squares it and we we score from them. But I think. Adams drops deep. He he pulls men wide. He like there were a couple of times that he was he would lay the ball off and spin in behind, and he was away. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think there's another striker we'd we've got who would make the run um, that he, you know that ultimately he scored for that 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 rode a challenge and just like you know finesse shot into the bottom corner with a bit of spin on it. I think technique wise. He's one of the best footballers we've got. Um, so uh, just an absolute blessing to to be able to to call on players like that. Like you say, Tony, I think we're uh, Adams and Dykes have changed the dynamic significantly. Um, not 
you know the, the the depth up front is is still a still a problem. We we don't necessarily have a huge amount, and I don't think Nisbet's ready to to lead the line for Scotland in any way, shape, or form. We've tried. Um, Ollie McBurney's got fifteen, sixteen caps and hasn't scored, and it has been well off the boil at, at Sheffield United. Um, who knows what's going on with Lee Griffiths? We've tried Oliver Burke up front. We've tried Callum Patterson up front. <laughs> Lauren, I don't know. Lauren Shanklin kind of needs to find his feet in in Belgium. There isn't any other, you know. There's nobody else really knocking on the door for Scotland up front at the moment. The fact that we've got Dykes and and Adams, who are two very different strikers who can play together and work very effectively um, for the team, I think is important. Um, and that's been such a huge part of what we've been good at in the last eighteen months. Yeah, because it's the, the the cool thing about the two of them is that Dykes brings an attitude um, to to the Scotland team, like a bit of hubris. He, he's, he's got he's got an arrogant streak in him, Dykes, which is unusual for a guy who's had his his angle. But he's really bought into playing for Scotland. He seems to really love it, and to the way that people talk off the pitch, the other players they they love having Dykes around. I mean, obviously you wouldn't you wouldn't want him staying at your house, but um, <laughs> they they've but they, they they love having him around and and, he, and like him talking about how he was trying to get to fly to Moldova to watch the game despite he was injured. That's what you want to hear. You want to hear about these guys being desperate to play. And, and on top of that, the guy's actually Australian, but he's still bought into it <laughs> so much that he's doing that but and he's been sort of like the goal scorer in this period but then Adams actually brings the quality that Dykes maybe lacks Dykes is it's all about endeavour it's tenacity and that maybe may be a bit unfair he, he is a good player and he's a decent finisher at times neither of them are natural finishers I know Adams goal was very natural but on the whole they do miss a lot of chances so we probably do need both of them chipping in at different times in the campaign Um but it, it's worked and, it, and, it, and it's got us to the, the best position we possibly really believed that we could have we could have gotten. But yeah, the Adams, I thought, was just was outrageously good in that game and mm. how he kept the ball. And like I said earlier, the link between Gilmore and McGinn and Adams, there's tenacity, there's strength, there's um, energy and then like an unbelievable uh, amount of quality in, in all three of them. Right, lads, where, 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 where? What do we want? What do we think? Is, <laughs> does anyone think we're... Have we got a chance of making this? Chris, do we have a chance? I mean, yeah, well, we're in the playoffs. We're two games away, yes. I would say we obviously have a chance. I mean, even after tonight, hand on heart, do I think we'll make it? Having a look at some of the other teams in there, I'm not 100% sure. I, I don't want to say no, but I would be very surprised if we win a semi-final and uh, and uh, and a playoff final against Portugal, Italy, whoever. I'd be I'd, that would obviously be. I mean, if we if if we if we were to get to the final and get a result against either Portugal or Italy, it would be, be our best result in in our history. <laughs> um, that'd be that'd be like fans on the pitch stuff. Yeah, aye. so it is still a, 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 an uphill task, I reckon. I think what what we uh, like big picture. I think what Clark and the team need to be doing is hopefully we get better seeding for the next qualification, and then we have to be looking at winning a group. I think that has to be the next step. We need to automatically qualify for something. Yeah, especially the especially the World Cup. The World Cup 
has got sort of really, really hard to, to qualify for, for, for anyone. Hence mm. why, I mean, we're talking about Italy didn't make the last one and they're, they're now wallowing about with us in, 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 in the playoffs here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as, 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 as are Portugal. So, I mean, um, there, it shows how difficult a task it is the World Cup. We've got to start making the Euros. Tom, so like our our home, we make that twenty fourteen Euros every time, no doubt. Yeah, I mean it. It it was. It's not that hard to remember the times when you're like a fourth seed, and you, if you're lucky, you have two teams that are absolute bastards. Most of the time, you have three who are decent and Scotland have had time you know we, we, we had qualifiers when our bottom seed when we could have had a San Marino or an Andorra or Liechtenstein or something we had Wales when they were just turning the corner yeah. um, we've, you, you can get absolutely shafted with this with with seedings um, I definitely think we, we need to have an eye on building some things with this team I mean of, of the squad of what 25 20 of them must be will all be still at their eldest in their early 30s by the time the next World Cup qualifiers come around so you know we'll keep this group together um, absolutely no doubt would I bet against Craig Gordon still being there at 42 absolutely <laughs> not but I think we've got to make something of this I don't think I, I don't I, I'm I wouldn't say I'm like massively confident given who, who we've got but will the team that we face in the semi-final be as good as Denmark? No. Will the team that we play in the final be as good as Denmark? No. If we get to the final we will play better teams we, we will, will not play as good a team as we played tonight and we were exceptional like we were to a man we were absolutely exceptional you, you've got to hope that if we do get if we do manage to navigate the semi-final and get to a final we can we can kind of trap a good team into playing into letting us play that type of game like we did tonight where we press them early we get them we get them scared we give them a bit of a fright we score when we have to and we defend up our hearts out at the end I think mm -hmm. and, and, and that's 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 the best we can hope for I think in in March next year is just to, is to try and to try and just not not necessarily drag a team down to our level but allow make them let us play our game you know I think we can also I think we can we can also take a bit of confidence in we're not playing the Portugal that won, you know, if we play, mm, if we mm. do, do Portugal, we're not playing the Portugal that won the Euros. We're playing the Portugal that came runners up to Serbia. Now, if we had a qualifying group, if we were to, you know, if we if we drew Serbia in March, we would be quietly confident about that. We're not playing, you know, this is not the Russia team from the last World Cup that we could potentially, it's a Russia team that finished behind Croatia. Again, if we had Croatia, they're a big team, they're a good side, but they're not so scary that you can't possibly imagine getting a result if we can keep the group of players together if we can keep everyone fit you know if there are probably three or four in this squad that we just can't afford anything to happen to at all we've got we've got enough that they will need to be worried we are not going to go into this favorites i think regardless of who we have you know we were even if we drew north macedonia we're not going to go into that game as favorites Use that underdog status, but be arrogant about it as well. Like they're they're gonna they're, they they finished runners up in their group too. They're not going directly to the World Cup. We've got a very good chance. 
take it. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. There's, there's, there you You've got Sweden, uh, Italy, Finland, Wales, um, Turkey, Russia, Poland, and Macedonia. At the moment, I know that can that can subtly change for some. There's again with the luck of the draw, and maybe like again that that final. If you manage to get through a playoff semi, getting drawn at home because it's completely random in the final. There's no seeding. There's no. Mm. It's just if you come at the hat first, you get to play at home, back to back home games, and then something silly happens like oh, unlucky Portugal are actually playing Italy in the final. Yeah, One of them's yeah, gone, yeah. whether they like it or not, and you end up picking up. Wales. Imagine fucking playing Wales at Hamden for a place in the World Cup. I mean, that's that's the stuff that that, that dreams are made of. And yeah. somehow we managed to navigate that two 0 win without getting any bookings, which yeah, I, I found Wild. unbelievable. Billy Gilmore looked very very scared at one point. He was about to get one, but the referee just kind of said, "Just a foul." John McGinn was was biting his tongue a lot because <laughs> yeah. he, he was he was ready for. For dissent, he was getting frustrated because he got a few decisions that never went his way. But he kept getting fouled out of the corner flag and not getting uh, anything. Yeah, so he was getting, <laughs> you could tell him getting frustrated, but he was trying to bite his tongue. So well done for that, because I know that must be so frustrating and difficult when you when you think you've been wronged, but um but that's just another another layer to the to the magnificence <laughs> of John McGinn that he can uh, he's mature enough to bite his tongue uh, when these things matter. I'm gonna. I, I think. I think we've got a chance. It's just about purely. We need. We need the luck of a draw. The fact that we've got yeah, that I, home draw now um, against one of those teams. If it's if it's Finland or Macedonia, they really won't fancy coming to to Hamden now. That's Israel and um, and Denmark who've come when we've managed to have the full house out there. Everyone's buzzing for it. You're seeing now that the like, individual players are getting their songs, which isn't. I, I can't remember. Tom, you're older than me. I can barely remember there <laughs> being like individual players getting songs sung about them. Yeah, but from a very long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> when I was like, a lad. Like Chris, there's no idea was singing about even like even people who done all right for us, like Stephen Naismith. Yeah. Or, <laughs> or like even Barry Ferguson and guys like that. There was never a song about them. And we've got the McGinn song now. And I think I can hear one that they're they're doing the one that everyone's doing about that starting to do one about dykes. Um and I'm sure there'll be one everyone um, we need to get the Shea Adams t-shirts the Shea <laughs> t-shirts all in everyone go all in balls out everyone's got we've got these well, yes or I can boogie some people might get annoyed about that but it gives identity to the fans it gives them something to sing uh, absolutely when, when they go to the game uh, and and these, these things make a huge difference like particularly we're talking about the teams in the 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 seeded teams that we that we could potentially play in a final if we get there a lot of them are on the slide that there's no two ways about that like Tom was saying they, they didn't automatically qualify Portugal are sliding big time and and they probably will for quite a while when Ronaldo packs it in I think Sweden are not having a particularly good time of it at the moment and they'll be off they got beat off Georgia maybe during the week I did too no we've been there we know how that feels yeah and you know. Scotland are a team on the up and then that coupled with the the big atmosphere that that Hamden or the fans at least can create then then I I you can you can definitely topple a topple a, a giant as it were because like Portugal are sort of like the antithesis of of Denmark where Portugal are sort of carrying all these huge names mm. um, like like Bruno Fernandes Cancelo at Man City I mean the list is is really really long of like sort of really big name players that they that they have 
on top of, of Ronaldo, but they just don't seem to have any sort of um, real shape or identity that they call on, whereas Denmark are the polar opposite, where they do they do have big name players. Please don't get me wrong. They've got mm. players playing in big leagues, but they look much more like maybe a bit more like us, if you like, where they, it's sort of like they have an identity, they have a, a style of play, and it doesn't really matter who plays in it. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, Portugal, Portugal have four players in their squad that have more than 120 caps, yeah. which gives you an idea of like where they are in their careers. That's not to suggest that they're they're done by any stretch, but they're... Although I, th- I, I think I think sort of here we've 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 kind of drawn a little a little pencil around Portugal, haven't we? Here, I think we've I think we've all kind of turned our sights to maybe it would be all right to get Portugal in a final, wouldn't it? Well, I'm just I'm, I've got I've got one eye on a I've got I've got one eye on a third wave of COVID hitting. Yeah, and we'll just get whoever hits that. Yeah, but like yeah, I mean they've got that, that Joe Felix plays for them that plays for Atletico Madrid, but it's like it's quite a top heavy team. It's it's like they've mm. got stars, Bernardo Silva, guys like that, that it's all and then defensively you've got like Pepe, uh, and then some guys that I've not heard of, which for me now means that they're shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they've got Ruben Diaz, he played no, they've got a really good squad now that I'm just looking for. <laughs> Ru- Ruben Diaz that plays for, for Man City. Basically, as well. basically our reasoning is Ronaldo's getting old. <laughs> <laughs> he still scores hundreds and hundreds yeah. and hundreds of goals. Um but yeah, they just don't seem to be able to put it all together. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, compared to other teams, uh, and obviously Republic of Ireland got a result against them, and they are fucking like they are dirge, like real bad stuff. <laughs> Republic of Ireland, they are they're really taking the piss. Actually, how bad you can be. Um, so yeah, anything is bloody possible. That's what we've chosen. I want Macedonia at Hamden. I want Portugal at Hamden. The fucking Ronaldo on his knees at Hamden as Scotland make a World Cup. Is the height yeah. of, of of life for me? Yeah, it's, it's, it's what dreams are made of. <laughs> that is, and that is what is going to happen, everyone. <laughs> so, thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, we hope you enjoy your evening. I hope everyone enjoys the weekend. We all look forward to March severely, as you all know. We have review from the terrace going out now, so we've got music podcast, peep show, still game, uh, Scottish rewatchables, fucking the prince of Scottish football, Doug McKay, even talks about bloody wrestling. Um, so if you like that, and I'm sure we've got crossovers, um, give that all a listen. And of course, our Patreon subscribers, thank you very much. We've got content going up on almost, a, I think literally a, a daily basis over there. So thank you for your support. And if you fancy us, come over and join us. And Chris, say goodbye to our fans. Goodbye to our fans. <laughs> and Tom. Goodbye to our fans again. Thank <laughs> right, thanks everyone. Bye-bye. <laughs> Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday. I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.